This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 39. Episode 39 features Brendan Cook, a.k.a. Starchild. Brendan is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, actor, uh, multi-threat extraordinaire. Brendan has toured the world and recorded with Solange. His project, Starchild and the New Romantic, have an album out called Language. Um, he's a really cool dude. I've gotten to know him um, over the last year or so, so it's good to sit down and have a conversation here. So, without further ado, this is Starchild. Let's have a conversation. So, Brendan, aka Starchild, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just came off playing um, MoMA PS1 the other day. Nice. Super fun. We played at 4.30. Like, the rain had stopped. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doing pretty good, though. Tired. (laughs) Yeah. So, how's, uh, man, it's, we've had an up and down, well, I think we've had a pretty hot summer, actually. Yeah, I think I think Overall, for the most part, I yeah. think so too. Um, the heat's been hot. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little break of mildness. Yeah, usually like, I feel like we have more of those though. Yeah, like it breaks right. it up, and this summer has been pretty much pretty brutal. If we get a little break, and it's not an all the way, it's not like it gets cool this summer, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, it's only eighty degrees, man. Cool. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a different kind of day. <laughs> you know, um, today I didn't even look, but it must be like mid 90s i think so um it's really humid too yeah so you know it's beautiful man beautiful yeah weather, gorgeous you know? man gotta love it walk around <laughs> yeah um and you've been uh you've done some touring some traveling this summer right yeah um maybe about once a month some european dates did some dates in australia with with solange and um and then when i've been back i've been playing in new york myself so yeah. Yeah, you know. And uh all right, so let's talk about let's get into it. Um so you play guitar mm-hmm. and you act. I do. And do you sing too? I, well actually I know the answer to that because Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got me into um acting was yeah. singing. It was like musicals first, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, like, you know, doing musicals. And uh, and then, you know, in school is a spring musical and fall drama. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, you want to keep acting. So then you're like, I'm going to do the fall dramas. And then I was like, oh, I like plays where there's no music, too. Yeah. And then, you know. So was that like uh, high school where it started? Yeah, like middle school, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. let's say. And then on to college. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Maryland. I grew up like right outside DC and then I spent some time in Atlanta and then I moved back to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How about you? Wait, I forgot. Uh Seattle originally. Seattle, that's right. That's yeah. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. Woo! That's a whole nother coast. Yeah. Jeez. But that's where I think the first time we talked, uh, that's where I know Blue from is from childhood from right. way back. Right, right. Um elementary school days. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Um, so how long have you been in New York now? <clears throat> um, I've been in New York now since 2010. I was talking about this yesterday. It's been like eight years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 10 for me this summer. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah, not much difference. Yeah, congratulations to you, too. Yeah, you know? I keep rounding up to 10, but yeah, it's not I, really 10. I mean, no, when, when it gets to, <coughs> when you get past five, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty much you've got to figure it out. Like, the yeah. first year's a trial, mm-hmm. um, the first three years then are a trial, then five is like, if you don't got to figure it out. <laughs> like, not that you're ever figured, it's going to keep testing you. Of course. But by five years, if you're surviving you know if you're if you're surviving the the battle here um you you can you know you'll you'll be able to figure it out you'll be there's able to a, stay here there's a shedding of preconceived notions yeah past like five six years yeah you, the city is the formidable opponent at this point not you yeah it's like you know you're like oh it's an ecosystem here like mm-hmm Kinda. It's crazy though, I'll tell you, like coming up on the 10 year, it's like a lot of things are like coming full circle. Like it's like almost back to square one, like type of thing. Like the alchemist style thing, like mm-hmm. went on a whole thing and I'm right back <laughs> to the beginning. But it's a, it's a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. um, it's a different, it's like you're back at the beginning, but with a whole new uh, perspective, mm-hmm. whole new experience, and then whole new tools. Like, Do you live in the same place where you lived when you first moved? Where you? No, um, not the same place. Um, mm-hmm. Where I'm living now, though, like it's not far from here, um, and it's I've been in that building for maybe seven years. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe somewhere between five and seven years. Okay. Um, I pretty much have been in Bushwick though the whole time. Mm-hmm. I moved like the first year I was in South Park Slope and then I moved to Bushwick like the next summer and immediately, because South Park Slope and Park Slope, it's nice, but if you're an artist and trying to like get out there and get after it, it's like more of like a family Absolutely. thing over there. And like, there's like, you know, there's starting to be families here, but this is like a more active mm-hmm. artsy mm-hmm. um and and art artistic and like park slope there's some artists but it's like the artists that are like uh selling their paintings for a million dollars here exactly. you know right. whereas like not to say that there aren't those in bushwick mm-hmm. too but there's way more of the the yeah. hungry oh, wolfish yeah. artists like out here <laughs> trying to get theirs you know absolutely so i noticed that too yeah yeah so it's a better environment yeah for me that's good yeah Yeah. um it's a real full circle yeah jeez yeah Yeah. what about you um i've moved around a lot uh i mean the first four years were primarily upstate for school and then i spent the summers like in brooklyn and like uh kind of like fort hamilton parkway yeah south park slope kind of thing yep and um Ever since I graduated, I've, I've been in like Harlem, you know, uh, Bushwick, Bed-Stuy, different places. Um, I've moved back home to Maryland for a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 been cool. I haven't lived in Queens though yet, or the Bronx, but me neither. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to at this point. Yes, yeah. now it's so funny, but I felt it like pretty immediately. The whole. Right. Um, <laughs> Like, the whole Brooklyn thing, like, yeah, pretty immediately when I started living here, I was like, 
Yeah, like because I thought before I was like, yeah, I want to live in Manhattan, but it pretty quickly I was like, I'm a like Brooklyn's like as far as New York, like that's my that's mm-hmm. my speed, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And um, shout outs to the other boroughs too. Shout you know, out. It's all, it's all love. It's all love. You know, like. <laughs> um, it's the Brooklyn way. Yep. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Actually, we're we're speaking of that. Like, you know, of course, we're near uh, Beggy right here. We're near, but mm-hmm. we're also near. Uh, Broadway and Myrtle mm-hmm. shots the most death. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not midnight, but you know. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there be. exactly very soon. Comes around. Right, right, right. Um, Is it mathematics? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Man, he's he's one of my favorites. He's my favorite. Yeah. Aww. Of course, uh, many. Yeah, I remember when I lived over here, uh, first time I walked past Linden Boulevard, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. You don't get that a lot in Maryland. I mean, kind of. Not really. Yeah. Well, I think that's the crazy thing. Like, with New York, it's just so dense. Yeah. Like, it's so concentrated. Because um, also, I think Eddie Murphy's from either... I think he's from Bushwick. It's either Bushwick or Bed-Stuy. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Like I don't know why... Eddie Murphy, I was like, isn't he from New Jersey? But no, he right. He nah. is from Bed Bed Star or something. Yeah, like that. and it might be but like Super I dense. can't remember. It but could yeah. be Bushwick too. Yeah, because Bushwick wasn't like Bushwick was Bushwick back in the day. That's like, true. That's true. Different eras. Um, but that's the thing I like about it, though. You still like with all the artsy stuff happening, you still have like families that have been here for years, like right. for, like fifty plus years, going back generations. Yeah, like pre-crack era mm-hmm. post-crack like through it all like because mm. there's people that bought houses and bought property back then yeah a lot a lot of people have sold it since then but mm-hmm. a lot of people held on to it and they mm-hmm. they should man like i'm trying mm-hmm. to get trying to get a piece <laughs> you know if you can yeah if don't know can. if it's gonna happen <laughs> like, hey i mean hey like tomorrow but you know like i would like i i would absolutely and i'd love to get it in like I mean, I think that would be a better investment, actually, mm-hmm. to get it, try to get a spot in Brooklyn versus Manhattan, like, as far yeah. as, like, what you could, yeah. yeah. Manhattan is closed up. It is, man. But it's still, like, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. So, acting, singing, mm-hmm. and then playing guitar. Where, mm-hmm. where did that start? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I think about this often. Uh, I used to play saxophone in school, and that's what I was taught. And uh, so I think sometimes when you're being taught anything formally, you, to varying degrees, people, um, they have a secondary focus that is kind of like a supplicant distraction. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to be doing math and it's like you're doing math and you're like listening to all the Radiohead. You're like, yeah. you're doing them both at the same time or something. So I like got really focused on, for some reason, just picking the guitar up and kind of like diving into it and it just kind of all of my interests got peaked with it. Like I just wanted to learn all the songs and riffs and things that I could when I was like, this was like when I was like 10. It's when we moved to Atlanta or so. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. It's like, uh, 
I just used to come home and it would always be in my hands, you know, and that's kind of my relationship to it. I just taught myself songs and then taught myself songs with the information from the songs. And then, uh, yeah, and I've just been playing ever since, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like a a first love in a way? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a big, um, like, I don't know. You know those, it's like those movies where there's like kids and they just get enamored with something. It just, oh man, you ever see Contact? Oh yes, With Jodie Foster? Yes, I have. So when she's young Jodie Foster in the beginning, she just loves astronomy, mm-hmm. right? Does it, is that, oh, no, yeah. no, she loves um, doing the radio signals. Yeah. And then that was just, it's like an unexplained, just, and you're like watching it and you're like, marveling at this kid who's like eight and just has an almost like an adult like response like you know it's like a passion yeah it's like finding finding that thing yeah and it's just it's it's different for everyone like it's you know like for us because we're artists or whatnot like i don't i don't want to put this on you but like i'll scratch my head where i'm like man there's no shade no shade but i'll be like you know I imagine if you're a police officer, every time you get like a a call on your radio that's like I gotta go to this place, you're like, they've this is spoken about you. They get that feeling of like I could die, right? And I'll sit back as someone who doesn't do anything that's close to that, and I'm like, how? Where was the impulse to even ever want to do, do that? that. I, you know what I'm saying? So so that's just to the point of like, but there's something for them in there that's just like you know. They could go on and on the way I can go on and on about the guitar and just that world for me. But it's just interesting that everyone has something different. And guitar and like um, even piano. But I think my it's more so just my relationship to music. I don't know how that, why that kind of just happened. But it, it happened when it happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, where did you go to? Where did you go to college? You said it was upstate. SUNY Purchase. Okay. Yeah. 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 SUNY Purchase. For yeah. For, uh, for acting. Yeah. Exactly. How did you? Did you enjoy that program? Yeah, I did. I loved it a lot. Um, I liked the program, and I liked how um, there were like companies. You know, I, that was new for me. Like you were like this. <laughs> a year of people right we're gonna stick together and do and every and you could look around in the first year and it'd be like everything you're gonna do is gonna come from this group of people you know um i also liked the faci- i mean i, I actually kind of like the facilities it's weird like it's <laughs> purchase often shows up on the top 10 top five ugliest like campuses often like number one because it's just brick you know but Mm. From where I come from, Maryland, I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's beauty there, but you know, it's not like the most gorgeous place either. And uh, I kind of dug just going to someplace new and doing yeah. something and just putting your head in like the mud hole and coming up for air. Yeah, you know, and kind just, of immersing yourself in yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, a facility, yeah. in a place, in a program. All oh at yeah, once. Mm-hmm. it yeah. was really tight. I liked it a lot. And so. Um, following school, kind of mm-hmm. what happens? Well, that's the thing. You know how I said earlier, like I'd spend the summers in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, pretty industrious kid, and I just used to. 
we used to come to the city and go to all the, the 285 Kent shows and the Glassland yeah. shows and stuff like that. And like sneak in, we were like 17, 18, and go to like house parties and things like that afterwards. I mean, and like go from Manhattan to Brooklyn, Manhattan to Brooklyn. It's like now I would never do that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm too tired. But um, yeah, I just, just started meeting people and, you know, sending the, sending the music I was making around and um, started making new friends because I didn't know anyone, you know. Um, I was just from Maryland and I was already going to this school that was not in the city. So then I'm coming to the city and I was like, okay, well, hey. And um, just started getting jobs, really, you know. People, that's really kind of what happened. Uh, and I just started playing guitar for folk, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so how did the thing with Solange happen? Patrick introduced me to her, Patrick from Chairlift. He was one of the first people I met when I came up here. And they've known each other for a while. And um, yeah, it was like right place, right time. You Do you listen to Questlove's, um, Questlove Supreme Pandora podcast? You ever listen to that? Not, I've listened to excerpts and I'm a big yeah. fan of, of his like dude, in general. In general, yeah. Right? There's an um, um, interview with Jesse Johnson, you know, from The Time and yeah. stuff. And he talks about how he got that job. And it's, I'm it's sure there's... parallel. Yeah, there's like, there's mad stories like that where it's like fish out of water happen to be in the right little pocket, you know. And I don't say that in an opportunistic way. I literally like, I, I loved all the music, all the, of all, all the people I've played with, like, I was digging on that stuff when I was 16 and 17, so I, it was, like, really fortuitous that I was there and, like, could do it. And that's also, like, my relationship to, like, spirituality and to God, and um, I grew up Christian and stuff. And there's there's just talk about, I mean, there's just in divinity that, about being in the right place and, and listening and, and not fighting stuff and kind of sticking true to the gifts that are given to you. Yeah. And when you like pour into that or just that's the blessing. So I'm I don't I don't talk of those things like, yeah, man, like I was in the right place. It's like I'm happy that it happened. Absolutely. I yeah. love it so much that I that's why I, you know, can do it. Cause I want it to be, you know, and it's like that's great that that's happening. That doesn't happen all the time, you know? And in my favorite musicians and stuff and in those stories it's like the assembling of people and a great thing happens. It's, there's something, um, well, one, like, uh, have you ever heard of Shabazz Palaces? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, one of my, I can't remember, yeah, no, it is on there. There's right. a song, it's called, actually, it might be Cherry Wine. So, Ishmael Butler, he's the producer, lead, mm -hmm. the front man of Shabazz Palaces and was Diggable Planets also mm -hmm. before that. Um, and I think he was on this project because he's from Seattle. Mm -hmm. So there's this project he had called Cherry Wine. I can't remember if it was on Cherry Wine or Shabazz Palaces. And I don't remember the name of the song, but the chorus is like, it's a special thing. It's a special thing when you get down. Yeah. Get down. Yeah. And then is. like one of the things he says, wait and wait. And he's like, you got to be there to be lucky. Mm. Like he says that over and over again. You got to be there to be lucky. It's so true. it's like right place, right time is a is a real thing. But it's also being there like you mm -hmm. said like it's like you use your gifts and you send your music out yeah and you go out and you put yourself out there yeah. um and i do believe like it's 
you know what I mean? Like, I think you're saying something like it kind of happened and then it led to this huge, big opportunity, Mm -hmm. which is in line with what, like, you're happy to be doing it. So you're enjoying it. Um, I feel like when you, from my experience, like when you start to, you can walk away from your gifts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it can happen for a while. But like if that thing you were talking about, if you have a pull to do something, mm-hmm. when you start doing it again, mm-hmm. there is something I believe also that happens. Um, it's like synchronicity where things start kind of unfolding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like a magical, like powerful way where mm-hmm. things start happening. And like if you're open to it because what you mentioned before that like before that opportunity was like kind of going along with things and saying yes to things Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then things kind of unfold you know absolutely absolutely you have to relinquish something or or trust those are like you know the same things and it's hard it's It's hard hard depending on what position you're in Mm -hmm. you know it is hard and and you have to it'll come back it comes back yeah. You know, it's back now. Like, the tour is done, kind of. We have one more show this year. And, um, you know, it's like when you're 20 again or 19, it's like we were talking about the top, where it's like uh, starting over, you know? Yeah. It comes back, you know, and then you have to do what you were just talking about. You got to stick with, stick with what you know, stick with what's true, what yeah. you have, you know? That's what I try and do. I try and remind myself of. So how's the process um, of, like, working, playing in her band? Um, like, are you guys pretty collaborative? Uh, how does, yeah, what's it What's It's it like? changed over the years. It's never really been one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she's the, like, you know, obviously the center spindle, the, yeah, of, like, a, the tire. And there's all these different spokes that, uh, stick out from that core nucleus that you know connect to this tire that is just in motion and stuff. <laughs> I get it, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been six years and it's it's what I what I'll say is that I think it um from what I can tell and I've only I've only ever really been a part in those six years of the two records and she's had more records than that you know yeah so it it was mad different from even before I came, you know? Um, But it's really, it seems to me, this is just my estimation, it's predicated on the work. It's predicated for her on the the record, you know? So that's like the backdrop of kind of the ecosystem of the the rehearsing or the, you know, what have you, you know? And uh, yeah, it's, I I don't know. It's never, it's ever changing. And I think that's the thing. Yeah, and I think she's a fascinating one to me because, um, you know, she's the sister of <laughs> um, of Beyonce. And sometimes it's like, like when you think of like the Jackson 5 or something, um, all that whole family was pretty talented in like the Jackson 5. I think that's a trickier thing because they were all in the band together and then Mike goes and does his thing. And then, but so like, like with, 
with Solange, like being able to grow up and have her sister be who she is. Um, and not really publicly, like, I think I remember hearing about her doing music, but I feel like in some ways now, like what's the blessing that she has being in her position is that she doesn't have the, like Beyonce kind of has a, Beyonce has a brand now that's so defined that like, I I don't see, I mean, I see Beyonce experimenting, but I think it would be hard. Like, I don't see Beyonce doing a straight up off the rails, experimental album. Like, I mean, she could, she could do whatever she wants. What I'm saying is Solange like has the freedom to like, she's not defined like she's not defined by her sister mm. and she gets to still kind of define herself if, if you know what i mean oh yeah for um, sure I, yeah i think it's amazing yeah i think it's great like you know i well i guess i guess you know if i was around in like 86 like i wouldn't know what to do with myself if at the same time there was like let, no, let's say 87. Uh, there, at the same time, there was a Control album and a Bad album at the same time. Yeah. Within, like, two years. Like, if I had got... And also because people were, like, digesting and sitting with music differently. Yeah. And, like, listening to records and different... You know, we'll, that's a whole other conversation. But if I if that happened in my life in, in the 80s, I would be, like, probably somewhere talking right now about that, you know? Yeah. What What's really beautiful to me and going back to just kind of what my relationship to music and music appreciation and like historically speaking um it's just phenomenal to get to be in let's say 2016 30 years later where there is like see the table and there's lemonade or there's the self-titled visual one from you know at the same time right that's crazy to me yeah and what those records do you know like that's on the same level i feel like um in terms of affecting people and also empowering black people which is like yeah that's something that i i relish on when, mm-hmm. I, when they don't i don't often i mean i don't you know think too much about it but i'm saying like when it when i do that's what sits back and it's like i'm looking at a sunshine like whoa well it's pretty powerful and it's a pretty powerful time we're in right now too where there's like it's and it spreads over to movies too like i feel like this is a very like good time like to and it's and it's a good time because we're not being given opportunity like we're like people yeah. all over, there's examples of us taking and creating right. our opportunities right. too, right. and defining ourselves, right. and right. having um, critical, man. artistic, and commercial success. Mm-hmm. Like, Dude. and you know, all of all of those things don't have to be one. Like sometimes, you know, it's more shifted one way, but we're seeing it all For over. For the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, did you see Sorry to Bother You? Not yet. Oh, you haven't? No, it's like a, it's. <laughs> oh. We were going to see it last week, but just like our schedules was too late. But that's on my Whoa. list. And also like that one, sorry to bother you, yeah. uh, Boots Riley. Like I, I know him mm-hmm. as an MC first mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember I met him 
like at some festival or some airport, I think, like early on when I started touring, because I was like, you know, he's hard to miss. Yeah. Especially if you if you're familiar with it, like you know, I forget what was the group. This is the coup. Yeah, yeah. If you're familiar with the coup, or like just familiar with hip hop history, you recognize him. Yeah. Um. So I saw him when I was like 19 or something in the, in the airport, and I was like, oh, and like we kept like taking on like dapped him up and everything, and like you know we just rapped for a second about. I was like, yeah, I'm going on the road, and like. Never played and everything. Like, all right, so and such. I think he was going to like Hamburg. Yeah. You know, like hip hop shows in Germany. Yeah. But movies, uh, wow. I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. Whoa. <sighs> it's intense. Man. Yeah, I gotta see that one. Yeah, you do. That's at the top of the list. <laughs> see, I ruined ruined the podcast now because I didn't didn't see that one. So oh, can't go yeah, down. We couldn't go down that. Can't go down that road. Um. Well, let's talk about it anyway. Though I know, I know a little bit about it without uh, spoilers. Um. Yeah. What? It's just intense, man. It's just like a lot of stuff happens. Like, uh, dead. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it's great. Uh, well, the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. I think Danny Glover steals the show. I can say that without spoiling anything. I have, I love old black men in particular uh, and black women like uh, with when they're given dialogue that's um, <laughs> that's really true to life because if you really know older black folk who don't give a damn mm-hmm. uh, there's just a way of conversating without a filter that happens. And he got, he was, Danny was giving some really, some really good stuff. I mean, I was in, the, I was in the theater, like, screaming. Like, I was like, I was like, ah! like, laughing really hard. Yeah, I dug it. I, yeah. I went to go see the Nighthawk. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Nighthawk. Shouts out. You know? Yeah. Um, and what's the main, main dude's name? Oh, Lakeith. Yeah, man. He's, he's great, too. He's, yeah. He's phenomenal. Uh, Get Out and right. speaking of bangers, Get Out and Atlanta. Oh, that so that's Crazy. something uh, we could talk about a little bit, because um, that's kind of what the whole movie's about. A friend of mine, we always get into it because um, he comes with these controversial things, and it was this thing, and it was critiquing This Is America, Childish Gambino's. Mm. But basically, what it was saying was. It was somebody wrote this piece and it was basically invalidate, like trying to invalidate him, trying to invalidate that because it was saying that black people weren't fucking with Donald Glover before. So why is he being political and blah, blah, blah. And it was just, the, what pissed me off about the whole thing, and this is the kind of thing that will get, get me going anytime, mm. is when somebody's trying to tell me what the definitive... Um, mm black experience or perspective should be because mm-hmm. i was just sort of like okay um maybe like I, I could see your argument if you're saying maybe he wasn't popular or whatever but i know black like i know a lot of black nerds were fucking with danny glover from day one mm. through it all mm-hmm. and like and mm-hmm. it's also he like being like a musician and an actor and a writer mm-hmm. like him ending up on 30 rocket like 
21 or 22 as in as a writer and then on the show and stuff it's like especially in acting um it's takes a long time for anybody a lot of times to have the platform to be able to actually say what they want to say because mm-hmm. you're you know you're writing for somebody else mm-hmm. and so to me i applaud anybody um and it's speaking on current events I wasn't a LeBron James fan. He, like, one, just on gameplay alone, like, he's just consistently solid. But on two, what he's doing, like, he's what he's doing with yeah. his platform. Amazing. Which he doesn't have to do. Like, but, right. I mean, I do think you should. Right. Um, but, but to see him but doing it is, like, absolutely. Is, and, yeah, and what, what he's doing with it. Yes. What the full scale, because you're right, it's like you should. But even when you should, what people do, you know, this is just, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. Full on, man. I mean, all right. Like I was reading, reading up on that about like their education system and the curriculum. I mean, or just like transportation. Yeah. For these kids. He's getting from the top (laughs) down. It's just immaculate. Yeah. It's a real example. He also said he's like I just heard another aspect of it today. Like uh-huh. I had the news on, like in the background, and it was like said uh, he's also giving, um, like everybody's gonna get bikes because mm-hmm. he like bikes are like uh, freedom, and it's just like damn, man, this is like so deep, and it's, it's his deep. hometown, and it's yeah. yeah, like it's and that's another, that's a whole another aspect to it because of all. I mean, you know, when he left. And what that exposed and the racial tensions and how people treated him. Yeah. And that he has, he's managing to also be an example there and, yeah. show, and, and show a mirror to them, you know, and, and making them learn. They're learning something about themselves. He's standing so true. That's like what we've been talking about. He's, he's been given so many gifts, you know, and he's worked to, to, to augment those in so many ways and yeah wow and it's interesting because he's still like he very much is like still like he's like he loves sports and he loves basketball and he loves like the power of that bringing it together so that's still like that's the at the forefront of his mind but he recognizes the platform that he has so he's using it so it's like it's not that you have to it's not that everybody has to be because it's not that everybody has to be because you get successful in something that you have to then run for president. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, but right. from where you are and what you're doing, exactly. You can do something. He, he said something on like, it was, was this like 60 minutes, the big interview over it where he, yeah, he echoed that. He was like, he was like, you know, everything I do, this is because of sports, you know, it's like, I, you wouldn't be here talking to me. I wouldn't be here talking to you. You know, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have been able to build this, you know what I mean? It is the, so he's like, it always comes back to that. And and then he said something that I heard differently, that if anybody, people have said it before, oh, I'm okay, but if uh, people have said it before, I kind of like, I'm like, you'd have athletes who'd be like, you know, man, sports is, goes beyond color. And I would kind of cringe at it because I, I don't like... Well, they were saying it in a different context. In a different context, right. But um, it's... But also, it's I heard it differently coming from him, especially because of the whole thing he's in snarl with with Trump. Because um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like, it's true. It's like 
when, I mean, people still like audience people and spectators still treat black athletes, you know, in despairingly racial ways. I mean, that's what we were just talking about in Cleveland. But what you do see are hordes and hordes of people of all different colors, like literally, like on a literal sense, engaged in one common thing. And so to his point, it, and I was thinking about in other arenas, I was like, music, it's really not so clear cut. I was like, I was like acting and movies. I was like, those were, it's really not as clear cut about like really support or whatever. It's like, but I was like, you know what? When I think about in sports, I find more reasons or, or, or uh, times than not where actually there is this unity or there is like the basis of this unity. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, I see you. I feel you, LeBron. I was like, you can actually strive for this. Cha-. And I'm like, and it's like, that's Colin Kaepernick. I was like, and that's why that's so tense. Yeah. Because that Colin's thing gripped right on the fulcrum of it. Really did. Yeah. Especially with the national anthem. Because that is like the straw that's in the needle uh, that's in the needle stack. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the straw that'll break the camel's back. Absolutely. At the same time is the mm-hmm. anthem. And so um I was like, wow, what these people are doing are like Randy Moss. Did you see that? Yeah. Wow. And we have to. Like, <laughs> like Whoa. You know? and to be next to someone like Ray Lewis, who can be so off, man, just like so off. For Randy to like stand firm. Spent less time than Ray talking, just like, and and to say what he said about not like he's like they're not alone. The parents of he wore that tie, so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, Randy Moss was was inducted to the Hall of Fame. He wore a tie with the names of um, victims of police brutality, like Sandra Bland and Tamir Rice and such and such. And they asked him about his tie, right? And mm-hmm. he was like, "This is just a message for them to know they're not alone." And I know I'm here on this big the one of the biggest platforms of my life. And he said, he was like, and it's the National Football like Association or whatever it was called, Pro Football Hall of Fame Association. And I want to be able to use my voice to say this. And I was like, man, just going right through, man, you know? Yep. That's that's powerful. And sports, though, you know? it's It really is pretty potent Yeah. over there. Well, it's interesting because... Um, I think we know, like, and we, we have plenty of examples in music mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. entertainment where people sometimes pay the price for being too political. Mm-hmm. And then there can be a lot of, like, excuses on why somebody's not getting work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty, like, of things we could get into there. Mm-hmm. But with sports, I mean, and that's, that's why with Kaepernick, because, mm-hmm. and people still, you know, will this is, you know, it's not even worth having the argument anymore. But like, <laughs> he was better than a lot of starting quarterbacks Many. last year. Period. Um, and he couldn't even get a backup quarter jo- quarterback the job. Proof is all up in that. Program. And that's ridiculous. But so then, oh. but then when you have like a LeBron James or you have a Muhammad Ali, right? Where it's like, you can. <laughs> You can try to take them down, but you can't deny that they're the best at what they, they do. do. So if they want to say something, the greatest, they can. Um, and 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 the people's champions too. Yeah, and like yeah, Kaepernick. People are like history is going to be kind of like on his side. Like that's just if you know history. Yes, he's on the right side of history. Exactly. Like period. Right. 
Because whether you agree with them or not, because so for people, if anybody's listening who disagrees, that's fine. And I like you can disagree. But the whole thing with the national anthem and the whole idea of being free is that we're supposed to be able to have different opinions about things. Absolutely. We're supposed to be able to have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was simply kneeling yeah. for his, like, to, to express, yeah. with, like, a, a problem, actually. I'm, exactly. I'm going to say, like... A real problem. <laughs> like, I share his like beliefs. A, yeah, like but, a statistical problem. Yeah, and the kneeling was a Green Beret told him to kneel, right. like, that that was, like, a respectful way to do it. And mm-hmm. I brought this up in... That's that's a good point. Like, since when before, and this, like, and I've asked this question over and over again, tell me any time in history when kneeling was considered disrespectful up until when a black person did it to stand up for themselves and stand up against, like, the yeah. disproportionate killing of black people. Exactly. And to boot... Like you said, the kneeling was him even going the further mile mm-hmm. to show respect or just deference yeah. through his protest. Because originally, if you remember, he sat. He was just yeah. sitting, right? And that was the first brush. Now, if no one's asking me, I I fuck with the sitting. I you ask me, I would it would just be sitting. But I was like, and then it became the kneeling, and I was like, y'all, I was like, y'all don't even see that they're doing y'all a favor. Yeah, I'm like, whoo. But yeah, you know. Well, so then speaking on that, one of my favorites I knew was Marshawn Lynch, who's yeah. also um, great, and he's brilliant and yeah. says a lot. Like with, he says a lot with little words. Mm-hmm. I of course like being a you know being from Seattle and up until that fan a up until that time a Seahawks fan mm-hmm. now I'm not really messing with the NFL as yeah. this keeps happening um, it's just like no all right like I'm not I don't want to personally I choose not to put my money or my attention there while mm-hmm. bigger things are happening um, but he came back into the league mm-hmm. and I knew I was like. I was like, I called it like in the off season when he like, cause he got, cause the Raiders, his hometown again, um, Marshawn stayed like involved with his hometown of mm-hmm. Oakland. So when they drafted him, I was like, I guarantee he's not going to be standing for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, um, they didn't make a big controversy over it. They mm-hmm. like, they did try to, but then if you went back, he was sitting the like his entire <laughs> career. Um, yeah that's awesome it just people just didn't know it in the way like he was just a stealthy and then and then didn't recently like uh you know trump didn't even know the the words to the anthem oh yeah they caught him like doing that oh he's sad he's done the wrong yeah he's done the wrong things i don't know about other people listening but uh, i live in a world where uh if i see empirical evidence like that it's like i grew up with siblings it's like if if I saw that my sibling like wasn't folding their like you know bed in the morning and I, you know just like you just you just weigh A and B and you're like this doesn't add up. How can we live in a country where the president doesn't know the words to it and then has the nerve to, to criticize to other call people. people sons of bitches? Yeah, for for protesting. A truthfully, yeah. like a truthful genocide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, a, or a, a spoke of genocide, at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, damn, yeah. man, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. Yep. 
or crazy. weird. I was I was watching something uh, the other night, and they were saying it's weird. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, crazy. <laughs> um. So, <sighs> what do you got coming up next? And also, like, uh, what about uh acting for you? Like, what's you know, on both fronts, man. I'm just uh, I'm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the water and I'm swimming, you know, and uh, I got my eyes open. Uh, I don't have too many shows in the books. I'm, I'm going back off on tour with Solange for a couple uh, dates this month, um, and then still auditioning for things and writing some more, you know. Which yeah. Has been good. Been like back into like Greek, Greek stuff, you know. Yeah, doing that basic uh, New Yorkin man, just you know, going reading plays and stuff, you know, yep. staying ready. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, now, did you? I'm gonna ask this question. Uh oh. Did you uh, try out for the Tupac movie? Um, no, I didn't. I did. I did send in for the Central Park Five thing. Though, oh yeah. Didn't get that. Yeah. I shaved my mustache and everything. I was, trying yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta do it <laughs> do you write uh so do you write like theatrical work too mm-hmm. i do i write like plays and screenplays in my spare time nice I just try and get better and try and find the one yeah mm-hmm. yep trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah um do you uh so it sounds like kind of I mean, I've had this experience. Like, I love acting, mm-hmm. but for me, singing is—it's mm-hmm. like the thing that I can do. Like, no matter where I am, and it's like it gives me a sense of like peace. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. it gives me a sense of—can't explain it. Like, free, like freedom, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, acting too, but acting is different because you can't. I mean, you can't just act anywhere. <laughs> But it's a little bit different. It like, is, I know. Like, like I could just break into a Shakespearean monologue here right now for no reason, but it's a little bit, we- like, you know what I mean? I have to right. be like, kind of be like, all right, I'm gonna work on, like, I'm, you know what I mean? It's more Absolutely. like I'm working on this. For- I wish it was a thing for me. I've been thinking about this for a long time, but I just think the thing for me is that it changes, and I have to be diligent about tracking it. It used to be, there was a time, it's coming back now, but like the most freeing, therapeutic, like center of your brain, like buzzing, knock me out thing was like when I was 50 pages into like a script. Right. And I knew who everybody was and I knew what everybody wanted. And I'm just like, interior. And then um, now, Probably the closest to that is like when I'm about 50 pages, quote unquote, into a song, into like recording and I'm tracking a keyboard part and I get to just do it over and over and over and try and nail it. Yeah. That's like, that feels like, I'm like, you know? Yeah. But that changes. And sometimes you feel that you feel it dimming out. And I have, and I, and my job is to try and track it and stay with it. Yeah. You know, I'm learning that, that that's what I have to do. It's good to have those different things, though, because I mm-hmm. definitely also feel sometimes, you know, you do one thing for a while more mm-hmm. 
and then if you if you haven't been doing this other thing, when you go back to the other thing, sometimes it's like mm-hmm. refreshing to do that yeah. other thing. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, I missed this. Like you need you need time and space. It's kinda like a relate like it's kinda like relationships. Like you have to put in time, but you gotta give each other space too. You do. <laughs> like You do. You do. You know? <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep it flowing. Yeah. Um you know, but I think overall it's um tapping into that like I was having a conversation with someone um, who uh, about about the performance yesterday and um, we were like you know having this conversation about some of the choices and things like that and um, what dawned on me was that I couldn't really have the conversation because um, when I'm on stage my goal is is the absence of thought like I don't that's why I rehearse that's why in theater you um, I want and I try to be, especially when I'm in production, like um, a lab rat. Like I try and go in. Joaquin Phoenix was talking about this. He's like, you know, you want to arm yourself with as many choices as you can. Like that's how I like to be. Yeah. And then when you go in there, as relaxed as you can be and as focused as you can be to just like not think. Because that's not, that's what we're, that's kind of like what we're doing. Like, I mean, we all deal with being self-conscious, but... For the most part, we're not thinking. We're like people who have preferences and things, and we have microaggressions, but and we kind of try to go out in the world with our best foot forward, you know, and yeah. be confident. So on stage, like you know, when I'm doing like a Star Child show, like you know, I do a lot of. There's a lot of dancing. I often play like two or three instruments and sing and rap and. Um, I try and like use myself as the glue between the music, how many other musicians are on the stage, and it's the overall experience of this thing. And I try not to think about it. I try and like everything that ends up happening is like just a response to some stimulus or something. And the only thing that's actually happening is that goal and that objective of like, giving it to people in its best way you know like because you're playing a groove you're playing the song you know the song but it's the song's happening in that moment that's where it's that's where it's like theater you know and you and you and your partner have it have the ball in the space right and and it's up to you and the energy you're giving it to keep that ball alive it's weight it's lightness right yeah so it's like that with the music it's like that with the songs and the performance so you're trying to like keep 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 that that's the only goal that's happening. Yeah. Know? It's funny, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting also like post performance, like especially with other musicians or other actors, like <laughs> I'm like I like I'm always open for like constructive, like technical things, but I try and it's you know, you, you learn this over time. I try not to judge performances too much. It's like you like do it it happened let it go mm-hmm. don't judge it because especially your judgment of it doesn't really mean anything because mm-hmm. there could be some technical there could be something happening that bugged the shit out of you about a specific performance mm-hmm. be it like you know whatever it is but you but also like i guess with that it's like if i'm if i'm sitting there through a whole performance letting that one thing get to me then that's my takeaway is like 
man, I, I got caught up with, with some bullshit. Like I should have been, mm-hmm. I should have been in the, in the zone. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been thinking about that one thing. I should have right. been moment to moment, you know? Exactly. Moment to moment. Because yeah. when, cause that's the thing is that you actually, when you, when you just devote yourself to being moment to moment, you'll actually deal with whatever that thing that came yeah. up, the emotion or the technical thing, but you'll deal with it in stride and yeah. that'll be, you'll actually end up being so much more, more happy Yeah, and it'll be more, much more honest. I think my, my best shows in music and in like theater have just been, I think when that has happened for me, when that's really clicked, you know? And it makes it makes me happy. It makes other people happy, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm happy. Oh, I like this. I like when this is great. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the best place for people to follow you and like um... Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, because that's where it's at. And uh, I'm not really on Facebook. Sorry, I don't know. Um, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not really on Twitter all the time. As much as I used to be, Instagram is where I think, where I just go to post. And is that all the Star shows. Child? Yes, this is Star Child. Yeah, I was gonna start ranting about Instagram. <laughs> no, I f- I feel you. Like it's uh, like you can do all the things you would have done on other places. There, mm-hmm. even um, even if people have websites or they don't, like most people mm-hmm. are still like, yeah, I have a website, but Instagram's kind of for yeah. the the day to day, like the most the Uh thing i update the most and yeah like it's Mm -hmm. not yeah it's just it's more alive but it's not a time suck like facebook Mm -hmm. or exactly yeah or like uh gosh what happened oh there's been some days this year where twitter literally turned into the apocalypse (laughs) i think just like when current events happen. Yeah, yeah, I think what you were talking about earlier with the Donald Glover thing and when there were some think pieces and stuff, that was one day when that boy, uh, XXXTentacion, died. Yeah, yeah. That was a day where, I mean, I know many people who quit Twitter that day and never come back. And like I thought about it too because I was just like, everything I was seeing was, woo! Well, there's Yikes, a man. thing, like it's great, like the interconnected world we live in now but the one flaw is people approach and talk about people online in a way that they would never do it in in person you know or if they would there's that thing of oh my god i thought i knew you and it's like you're talking about this like that yeah god i don't even want to see you a real person to verify if you would you know it's like wow but no, but you're right. It's like, whoa! It just seemed like we got to a fever pitch. I'm, yeah, I'm sure up. some people would, but also some people would learn that there are consequences for right. how you like. Oh right, you we know, talking like that. Yeah, yeah, like for just, sure. I was talking about when people die and people on Twitter being like, "Yeah," and I hope you do. I'm that too. Like whoa. most people wouldn't say that in person because it's like you don't know. Like it's just how wretched is that? Yeah. I remember, like, uh, and it sounds so ridiculous because I'm really not trying to. It's because I'm speaking generally right here. Like, I was raised not to even celebrate the 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 passings of of like people like Bull Connor or like 
you wouldn't you would because you don't want to be as ugly as them. Right. You don't want to be as ugly as the people who are taking photo ops outside the lyn- the lynchings. Right. We are the difference. You know, we've yeah. always been, and it's just like, God, the day was just crazy to see. Crazy yeah. to see. Because you know what it looked like to me? It's like the, the fever pitch I was saying. It's just like, whoa, we have turned a corner. And when did I miss it? You know? When did I miss it on the drive? Like, I'm trying to get out of this car, man. Like, so suffice to say, I'm mostly on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you, have any, do you have any live shows coming up? Nah, man. That was it yesterday, dog. Hit and quit it. No, I'm <laughs> Uh, maybe some more in the future. Maybe some stuff in September. I'm taking it kind of slow. Yeah, I was gone like all last year, so this year has been uh, very, very regimented, which has been good for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But people will know if there's something that'll be on Instagram, and especially yeah, if they follow you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where, that's where it'll be. <laughs> yeah. But let me know too, though, because that's course. the one of the points of this is to help. You know. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Mm. Everyone should watch Terrence Nance's new show, um, Random Acts of Flyness. I think it's a six-episode series. What uh, the platform first one, is that on? It's on HBO. Okay. Um, the first episode is free on YouTube, though. Yeah. I got the HBO, man. I you got love it? love HBO. Oh, fantastic. Love HBO, man. I got the uh. Showtime. I bought a Showtime subscription. Ooh, I might to, need to, to watch that. This uh, is this, America? Yeah. Yeah, and also because Deezus and Mero are going... To Showtime oh, yeah. at some point, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, might as well get in early, yeah, for the price goes up a little bit, yeah. I don't know, maybe not, maybe it won't go up. Who knows? Uh, everything goes up eventually, man. Do you There's like anything... Taiwanese food? You ever had it? I don't. I'm sure I have. Yeah. Like I'm from Se- like being in Seattle, but I'm oh. trying to think specifically. Shoot, yeah, that's true. Man, that's just some. Ki- I just popped in my head. <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> all stuff. things Asian cuisine are bomb in Seattle. Like it's. Bury me, bury me in chilies. Bury, bury me in magi soy sauce. Bury me in bok choy. Bury me in green <laughs> onions. Like, put me there. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah, they well, didn't have that in Maryland growing up. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool. What now. part of Maryland were you in? Uh Prince George's County and also Montgomery County. You know, because they got the best schools. You know, so. <laughs> Dad was my dad was on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned that you would love to be buried in Taiwanese food, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> besides that, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Hmm. Oh. Uh, no, not no, not so much. Just uh, you know, I hope everyone has a great. Great summer, you know. Yeah. Uh, beats the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Travis Scott Astro World. <laughs> Is that good? It, I like that it. That just came out. I um, just listened to half of it. it came out yesterday or the day, a couple days ago, something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's there's some nice things happening. Nice. Yeah. I've been happy with uh, the sequence of hip hop albums coming out. Me too. And have you heard of this guy Toby Mwigway? I think I have actually. I think you'd really. Where's like he him. from? He's from Texas. He's from Texas. Um, but I think mm-hmm. he's like Nigerian American. Yeah. Um, and he's dope. 
I think I think this he is does a thing. Actually, I guarantee. Speaking of that, it's Sunday that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, he does something every Sunday called Get Twisted Sunday. So he's been releasing music videos like every Sunday. That's right. And they're. Oh, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're dope. Yeah. Like some of them are kind of intense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, cool, man. Thank cool. you. I'm glad we uh this is a long time coming, yeah, but man, long time. glad we got to got to do this, man. Thank you. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Brendan Cook, aka Starchild. Check out Language by Starchild and the new romantics. Uh, the links for that and his Instagram page will be in the show notes for this episode, as are they with all the other episodes, which you can find on BushwickVarietyShow.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all the places that you find the things. Um, if you're liking the show, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Uh, please holler at me. Let me know what you like, who you want me to talk to more. Um Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, coming up, I sat down with Tasha Van Aken. She's the campaign manager for Julia Salazar, who is running right here in Bushwick for uh, the state Senate. Uh, that'll probably be up on Monday. Um, and as always, I'll have lots of artists, um, innovators, entrepreneurs, and everything. But this is going to be the first straightforward uh, politician I'm going to talk to. Um, so anyway, thank you very much for listening. Have a good day. Do your thing and tell me about it and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. We're gonna set you free.